Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. Well, I'm very excited to tell you that I finally got together with my old friend Mylon Lefebvre, and you'll hear our conversation and his classic songs on this episode of Full Circle. This has been a long time coming. Ever since I started the Full Circle Jesus Music Radio Show, I've wanted to have Mylon on the program. And as you may recall, on numerous occasions, I hosted him and his band in concert during my days with the Jesus Solid Rock Radio Ministry and Concert Ministry back in Carbondale, Illinois. So I was pleased to hear that he was going to be in Nashville and I set up an interview. Now, for those of you who do not know, or maybe you're new to Jesus music, Mylon Lefebvre was one of the top acts in contemporary Christian music in the 80s with a band called Broken Heart. They were one of the most professional live shows in the country. But apart from all the high-tech sounds and lights, Mylon always found time to preach the Word and give young people an opportunity to give their lives over to the Lord. In fact, all the members in the band went through extensive biblical and counseling training sessions in order to be more effective in ministering to those attending their concerts. So we went back to where it all began, and I started talking about Mylan's musical journey, starting with his traditional Southern Gospel singing family, the Lefevers, to his backslidden years in secular music, and then, by the amazing grace of God, his brand new start with the Lord, and his band, Broken Heart. And I also talked with him about the years after the band broke up and, well, what he's doing right now. So here's Mylon to give a little background into the early years of his life. This is Full Circle. Let's see, I was born in 1944, Jerry. I'm going to be 70 years old next year. And so as a teenager, I started writing songs when I was about 13 or 14, maybe. My parents were gospel singers. They had the first Christian TV show that was syndicated on this planet, meaning that it was in 126 cities, not just Atlanta, where I grew up and lived. And so I grew up in a gospel singing family. I thought when you're a little kid and your parents are musicians and all their friends are musicians, people come to your house and jam. You, you just think everybody's parents are musicians. I mean, you don't know any better, you know. You go out and do gigs with your parents at night. You eat in truck stops. You, you come back and go to school. I thought that was normal. So I grew up, uh, Elvis cut one of my songs when I was 17. 
while I was in the Army. I just got out of high school. I was in the Army. Uh, that gave me a little money. I joined the Stamps Quartet when I got out of the Army. But I had enough money to buy some decent gear and start making some demos so that the next people that would hear my songs would be able to hear them better and understand. I didn't know how to read or write music, so the only way for me to show somebody a song was to give my guitar and my buddies and teach them the parts I was hearing. And so um, Alan Toussaint came to Atlanta to make a record uh, on Art Neville and his brothers. The, they were called the Meters in those days, the Neville brothers. And he, my brother, played him some of my demos. And he thought they were amazing. He took them to Atlantic Records, and Atlantic Records bought them. And that was my first album, which is called We Believe. And that sort of put me in a band and took me out of the Southern Gospel thing, which was having a hard time with me anyway because I was writing stuff that was more contemporary. But young people were not allowed to participate in anything the church did musically in those days. So the only choices were the world would pay you a lot of money, or the church would persecute you basically for making music that felt good, that you could feel and not just hear. So, you know, what they called contemporary Christian music, that was just me making an effort to be creative. And I couldn't make bluegrass music and I didn't, Southern gospel music just wasn't what I did well. I did it and I enjoyed it. I would have always done it uh, if it had been allowed, but it just didn't work out that way. Well, fortunately for us, it didn't turn out that way because we have a rich legacy within the Jesus Music family, Mr. Mylon Lefebvre. So let's head back to 1970 and hear something from that first mainstream album in which Mylon took the song Old Gospel Ship, setting the familiar Southern Gospel melody to a rock and roll tempo.
Mylon Lefebvre, who parted ways with the Southern Gospel, the church, and even his own family music world because, well, there seemed to be no place at that time for his music, much less his longer hair and sideburns. Now on that recording with Mylon was Barry Bailey, Paul Goddard, and Dean Doherty, who would soon after go on to become founding members of the famed secular rock and roll act, the Atlanta Rhythm Section. After the initial release of that album, Mylon was offered a deal with Columbia Records and formed the Holy Smoke Duda Band. From 1970 through 1980, he recorded and performed with Eric Clapton, Elton John, Billy Joel, Dwayne Allman, Little Richard, The Who, as well as many more of his musical heroes. Mylon recorded five albums in the 70s, and in this interview segment, he shares with us how the musical compromises he made led to some really bad decisions. He also recaps his experiences in the 70s in a few short, concise sentences, which is very unlike Mylon. Now, those of you who've had the privilege of seeing him live know that he's never short on words, especially when he's talking about the things of God. Well, in the beginning, they allowed me the secular major labels that I was signed to they would let me sing in the beginning there was a the Jesus people out of California there was a movement and a lot of young people got saved and there was enough of those people to where the record companies would let you appeal to them and they didn't mind me singing about Jesus but later on they put more and more pressure on me to to, to do the songs that were secular more and more so I ended up and you know I got around all my my heroes were all into herbs and spices and you know I mean, when I met Dylan and and Clapton and Hendrix and Joplin and, you know, the Stones and the Who and the Beatles, it was, uh, they were all into herbs and spices, and I got into them too, and and I made bad choices, and, you know, I was just trying to make it and trying to, in the beginning, I was trying to tell somebody about Jesus, but you know what, I didn't know him good enough, and I wasn't serving him with my whole heart. I wanted to make it and become successful more than I wanted to be a humble servant, and that was a wrong choice. And so at 35 years old, as you know, I quit rock and roll. I sold a few million records and made it, made some money, and I just walked away and became a janitor at my church, started going to Bible school, and that's when the good stuff started happening. With a medley featuring some of the songs from the 1972 album, Under the Influence, Mylon Lefevre, and Working on a Building, and Jesus is a Waymaker, both of which he would re-record in the 80s with his band, Broken Heart. And coming up later, a cover tune from the legendary DeGarmo and Key on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Come on!
and the Holy Smoke Doodah Band with a classic, Working on a Building. Hey, too good to stop now. Let's let it roll with Mylon and Jesus is a Waymaker. Jesus, he is a Waymaker. Jesus, he is a Waymaker. Jesus, he is a Waymaker. One day, never with me, yeah. My life was dark and dear. I know it came to answer my prayer one day. Circle. This is Jerry Bryant. In 1980, my special guest, Mylon Lefebvre, attended a concert by the group The Second Chapter of Acts. Their long hair and music showed they weren't concerned about outward appearances, but with the issues of the heart. Buck Herring, the group's manager, led the people in prayer, and Mylon prayed along and submitted to Jesus as the Lord of his life. Now, This was exciting news for me when I heard it and so many others who had been praying for Milan over the years to have a life-changing experience with Jesus Christ. No longer just thinking that as long as he'd been baptized and gone to church as a young man, he was Christian. But Milan now entered into a real relationship. He was given a brand new start, which by the way was the name of his first album after truly being born again. It's ironic because in the 70s, even while living the secular rock and roll lifestyle and all the trappings that came along with it, Mylon would often talk to the other musicians on the tour about the Lord, and now he was actually getting to know him. In 1981, Mylon started a Christian band called the Gathering Ground Band, later to be renamed Airborne, with some musicians that he met in a Bible study he was attending. Now, the band would have one more name change before recording their first album and would become the band that we now know as Broken Heart. With Dean Harrington on lead guitar, Kenny Bentley on bass, Stan Coates on keyboards, and Ben Hewitt on drums. Various rhythm guitars came and went as well as a host of guest musicians throughout the years. Now, one of the albums that had a whole host of guest artists on board was called Sheep in Wolves Clothing which was a huge success in the stores, on the road, and on the radio. In this next segment of my interview, Mylon discusses that album as well as his relationship with the group DeGarmo and Key. And uh, DeGarmo and Key, I led Eddie to the Lord, and then he led Dana Key to the Lord. And uh, so they just... We just eventually got back together, and I moved up to Memphis to, not moved, I went to Memphis to record in the studio that Eddie and Dana, uh, DeGarmo and Key worked at, 
and they were engineers there and they had their little band on the side and so we wrote some songs together and we helped, they helped on my records and I helped on theirs and we just, that's what pickers do. You know, we had uh, Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind & Fire played on that record. Uh, the bass player for The Outlaws, uh, Rick Kua, had just gotten saved. He played on that record. Uh, Paul McCartney and Wings drummer, Joe English, played drums on that record. And, and Kerry Livgen from Kansas played guitar. We just had a whole bunch of Christian buddies come in and help. In 1987, the group attempted to cross over to mainstream rock with the name Look Up and releasing a self-titled album on Columbia Records. The album contains a retooled updating of Peace Begins Within from the We Believe album and my feature song, which is a cover for the Garmel and Key's Love Is All You Need, which Mylan had helped to write for the album This Ain't Hollywood back in 1990. And coming up, Mylan fills us in on something that happened that changed his life forever. Mylon Lefebvre, 
and the cover version of DeGarmo and Key's song, Love Is All You Need. It's good to remember that from time to time, especially as I produce Full Circle. All of the music is from him and for him. And although I sometimes feel a little alone behind this mic, uh, someone will come along and help carry the load and remind me that it's all from him. Now, maybe you'd like to be a friend of Full Circle and help carry the load with your support and prayers. If so, go to my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And check out my mission and how I get the job done with the help of my friends. Thanks. Hi, this is Mylon Lefevre, and you are listening to the very best of classic Christian music with Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant. And just to give you a short recap of Mylon's ministry in the 80s, he released eight albums, had numerous radio hits, both Grammy and Dove Awards, and traveled over a million miles with hundreds of thousands of people responding to ultra calls at the end of every show. In 1989, I booked Mylon and his band Broken Heart, along with the band White Heart, into Carbondale, Illinois, my Jesus Solid Rock concerts, on what was called the Heart Attack Tour. Now later on in that tour, as Mylon was traveling to Nebraska, his past years of drug abuse caught up with him and something happened that changed his life forever. But let's let Mylon fill us in on the whole story of what took place. I had a heart attack on the way from Atlanta to Lincoln, Nebraska. We were we had 15,000 kids in a cornfield in Nebraska, and I was on my way out there to do a gig. It was summertime, August. We were riding, and we were about 70 miles north of St. Louis on uh, Friday night. I was sitting in the back of the bus talking to my buddies. We had a really cool double-decker uh, German coach back in those days, and we were just sitting back there in my bedroom talking, and... You know, a bus, it was it's 45 feet long and 13 feet tall, but it's only eight and a half feet. You know, it has to fit in the lines, eight and a half feet wide. So I could see my brother sitting right across the aisle, but I couldn't tell him. I couldn't ask him for prayer. I had this pain in my chest so bad I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move and I couldn't talk. And I thought I was going to die. And as you know, thank God I didn't. But it put me in the hospital. We turned the bus around, went back to St. Louis, checked into the hospital, spent all night there. Um, you know, they said, you've had a heart attack and you need to just stay here. And I said, hey, you don't understand. They paid me a lot of money to be in a cornfield in Nebraska tomorrow, and I'm going. When I explained to them what I do, that, that we did basically calisthenics, they call it choreography, but under 360,000 watts of lights, and it was 100 degrees outside. Um, they said, you can't do that. It'll cause you to have another heart attack. And I, I thought about it, and I prayed about it, and I decided, you know what? If I do die, it ain't going to be sitting in this hospital with a bunch of people I don't know smelling witch hazel. I'm going to go do what God's called me to do with my buddies, and I'm ready anyway, you know. So we, I just checked out, and uh, we went on and did the gig, and long story short is God healed me, gave me a new heart. And... Just to expound a little bit more on how that healing came about, it was the result of studying the scriptures, reading books on healing, and most importantly, 
a divine intervention with Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Now, during that time, several well-meaning Christians challenged Myla. He was putting God to a foolish test by continuing to minister, not listen to the doctors. But Myla's reply was, God said, I sent my word and healed them. And my words are life to them and health to all their flesh. That's from Psalm 107, verse 20, and Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22. Over a period of time and standing on the word of God, Mylan did indeed see his body come into alignment with the word of God and he received a supernatural healing. He was given a clean bill of health from the doctors. Now, Mylan learned a lesson that so many of us have yet to learn that God is waiting for us to seek Him and believe Him. With the song, whose title fits in just perfectly with this time in his life, from the 1987 album, Crack the Sky, here's Mylon Lefebvre in Broken Heart and Closer Than a Heartbeat. Oh 
Lefebvre and Broken Heart with Closer Than a Heartbeat from the album Crack the Sky, which landed in the number six spot on the charts on October 5th in 1987 for a total of eight weeks. Stay tuned for more of my interview with my special guest, Mylon Lefebvre. Full Circle. Full Circle. Hi, this is Mylon Lefevre. You're listening to the very best of classic Christian music with my friend and brother, Jerry Bryant. Welcome back to Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show. I'm Jerry Bryant with my special guest, Mylon Lefevre. Now, there was one song I played in 1987 on my early Jesus solid rock show that received more requests than any other from my special guest. In this next interview segment, Mylon elaborates a bit on the title of his classic song, Crack the Sky. You know, Crack the Sky won the Grammy, so a lot of people talk about that one. And I, that song is about heaven, and I think people are always looking forward to something better than this, you know. Uh, this ain't heaven, this is Tennessee, and there's a bunch of stuff going on in Tennessee. You had a hard time getting here today, so did I, because of the roads that the police had closed, and we don't even know why. You know, we saw what happened in L.A. last week, people just doing chaotic things at the airport, you know. It's a crazy world, and in the middle of it, yeah, would I like to, would everybody like to go to the, the magnificent safety and peace and joy of living in the presence of God forever? Heaven, songs about heaven, like Crack the Sky, are always interesting, and uh, and everybody's looking for the better place. The good news is you don't have to wait till heaven. I have found that if you trust God, I'm hidden in the secret place of the Most High God. I don't have to wait till I get to heaven to be hidden. I'm already in His presence. King David said, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will live in the presence or in the house of God forever.
the title track from Crack the Sky, which landed in the number one spot in the charts on June 29th of 1987 for a total of 12 weeks. This is Jerry Bryant taking you back to where it all began with my special guest, Mylon Lefebvre. Recently, Mylon came out with his autobiography called Live Forever. He talks about the book and why he decided to write it in the first place. Well, Live Forever is, as you can see on the cover, it says B.C., and on the back it says A.D. It's before Christ and after Christ. That's when everything changes. Our calendar is B.C. and A.D. The whole world was affected when Jesus came. And my world was completely, totally affected when Jesus came to live in me. And that was in 1980. And so this is a book, you know, Paul wrote most of the New Testament. In the book of Acts, he testified three times. And when they asked him what was going on, he basically said, Satan is defeated by the blood of the Lamb. That's Jesus is supplied. He's the Lamb of God. He supplied the blood and the word of our testimony. And so uh, that's what this is. It's a testimony book. It's 114 pages long. And it's uh, over 100 pictures, and it's just uh, exactly what happened so far in my life, and uh, even up until today. So it just shows what life was like before I surrendered completely to the Lord, even though I went to church, and I was very religious, because my parents were. But my life didn't start getting better until I submitted and surrendered, and that was in 1980. So that's what the book's about. And that's my whole ministry is is to try to reach out to the unsaved and the unloved. We're going in these prisons, and we're giving. Every time I sell one of the books, then instead of the publisher giving me money, they give me more of these books, and I can give them to the prisoners and uh, give them to the soldiers. And a lot of prisoners are getting born again, man. I mean, people who were going to hell. Two weeks ago, I was in a prison about 1,100 men who were going to hell. I'm talking about murderers. I'm talking about some bad boys. People who are going to hell are going to heaven this week. That's what it's all about, Jerry. You know that, man. I mean, I love to teach Christians and disciple them and encourage them and build them up, and I'll never stop doing that. But I'm never going to stop going after Jesus said, you leave the 99 and go get the one that's lost. Well, I have my copy. And if you'd like to see how to purchase this new book and see what Mylan's doing, you can go to his website at www.mylan.org. That's mylan.org. Now, I also asked Mylan about his favorite song during all those years, and here was his reply. You know, my favorite song in all those years was a song called More more of Jesus and less of me. And, you know, I'm a teacher, but I'm a student teacher. This process is going on. I will always want more of Jesus and less of me. The good news is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And people can have, you can have, you can have mountain moving faith or you can, you can just slide into heaven with your britches on fire. And there's going to be a lot of Christians that are going to do that. And thank God it's better than nothing. But, I'd rather go on and enjoy heaven today. Heaven on earth is one of the things he promised. That's a possibility. But in order to get there, we have to believe. Here's what Jesus said, and I'll leave it with this. All things are possible to him that believes. Believing is the key. 
Break my heart and change my mind Cut me loose from ties that bind Lead me as I follow you Give me strength to follow Fever and Broken Heart, on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, with the title track to his sophomore post-conversion album called More. You know, Mylan has been quoted as saying that in the 80s, he was a Christian musician who preached a little, worshipped a little, and rocked a lot. But if you ask anyone who's been to one of his concerts during this time period, they could vividly remember that he hardly preached a little. Not 
In fact, next to Keith Green or Glenn Kaiser of the Resurrection Band, Mylan probably did more preaching than he did singing, although he did both, with a zeal and a passion that only added to the whole experience. Now, during my interview time, this also proved to be true, as Mylan would often go off the original topic of the question I was asking and expound on what the Lord was doing in his life and ministry. From the moment I got on my knees and humbled myself before God and took responsibility for my sins, my life's been getting better every day. And there's been challenges and there's been tests. In fact, there's been a bunch of them. But the good thing about tests is you can pass them. And all you have to do is keep believing God to do that. And when you do believe God, you get promoted and you go to that higher place in Him. I believe the more that you understand the Word of God, and therefore the more that you submit to and trust God and allow Him to to lead you by His Spirit and to guide you and make uh, wise decisions, and that's what the mind of Christ is. The more that you study what He says and believe it, the more that you think like Him. And that eliminates problems. It eliminates temptation. God's not tempted to sin. He's not tempted to lie to somebody or hurt somebody. And the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God helps you. And it's an, it's an ongoing process. You know, he said, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. But you got to continue. And it's good where we are now. But man, there's so much I don't know. I'm hungry. You know, I'm a, I'm a teacher. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be in a church. I'm going to be wearing a suit and tie, and I'm going to... I'm going to try to hide my hair, you know. (laughs) I'm going to teach the Word of God, which is wonderful because that's where my anointing is. I love to do that, but my whole being is still about reaching outside the walls of the church, which is why I wrote this book, to give to the prisoners, to give to the the soldiers that are in harm's way in Afghanistan, to try to share with others so they'll see that when you really give your life, if you trust the Lord, your life gets better. I just want to say that it's interesting to note that if you talk to anyone who's done prison ministry, and I have, and Full Circle goes into prisons around the world, they'll tell you that many inmates who get saved will say they feel more free even though they're behind bars than ever they felt before being incarcerated. With the song that was in the number four spot on the rock charts in January 5th of 1984 for a total of 26 weeks, here's a concert favorite. Mylon Lefebvre and Broken Heart, Free Man. And coming up, our closing track and Mylon's final proclamation. Young man, I was just a 
circle. This is Jerry Bryant. And if you just tuned in to this classic oldie show, through the airwaves or on the web, or if you're a regular listener, I just wanted to let you know that there's lots more coming on Full Circle. Interviews with Gary Chapman, Bill Kagi, Brown Bannister, and many more. And you could even suggest one of your favorites and I'll try to get them on the show. So, would there be a reason you'd not want to keep listening to the show and do a little to help keep the show on the air? Would you ask the Father what He wants you to do, whether it's one time or on a regular basis, and either send it in to the mailing address on the webpage or use the PayPal button? Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And thanks. And one more thing. Be sure and tell your friends about the show. And join our Facebook page at Full Circle Jesus Music. Hi, this is Mylon LeFevre, and you're listening to the Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to where it all began. Well, during my interview with Christian music veteran Mylon LeFevre, my conversation got deeper and deeper, and I, I would go off the interview script of planned questions just as Mylon would in some of his responses. At one point, I felt led to ask him how he would minister to a Christian going through a devastating time in his life, not knowing if he could hang on anymore. And here is his response. Well, that's what faith is. I mean, we all have it. The Bible says every man's given a measure of faith. But then there is a God, but there's also an enemy of man. And that enemy will do everything he can to steal, kill, and destroy. And when he does something that affects our lives that's horrible, then we have to determine are we going to keep trusting God? Or are we going to treat God like it's his fault? Because God don't do bad things. God good, devil bad. We need to get that settled right up front. If anything good is going in your life, that's the Lord God. If anything horrible is happening, that is the thief that comes to steal and kill and destroy. And what the Bible says to do about that is resist the devil and he will flee. How long? I don't know. I ain't God. I'm Island. But I'm telling you, I've been through those tests. I don't talk about it. But, you know, you know, we could sit here for two weeks and talk about rock and roll war stories. And I could tell you stuff that's true that nobody would believe. And when it comes down to tests... There have been some dark times in my life. I've been through a divorce. I've been through some stuff that I put in the book, but we don't have time to talk about it on the radio. But the bottom line is it wasn't God's fault, and the devil wouldn't have got a shot at me if I'd have been serving God with all my heart and soul and mind and strength. If I'd have been in love with Jesus, I'd have, I'd have been a better father. I'd have been a better husband. My marriage, my first marriage wouldn't have fallen apart if I had been leading it in the first place. She wouldn't have married me. If I'd have been a Christian, I wouldn't have been in that bar that day. You know, once you give your life to Jesus, People pray and get mad. I, I know people who get mad at God because he doesn't do what they tell him to do. But the truth is they never did what he told them to do. You know, and, and God does not deserve me questioning him. He does not deserve me treating him like he doesn't have integrity. He told me if I trust him that I'd be a blessed man. And you know what? I believe he's honest. And I'm going to keep trusting. And that's all I can do is encourage everybody else to do that. But there are tests. James said it. Here's what James said about these tests. 
He said, is any among you having trials and temptations? In one version it says afflictions. It says, then rejoice. Now these are God's instruction, not mine. Rejoice. That's the hardest thing. When you're going through hell, hell is broken loose all around you, God said, here's my commandment. If you want me to be your God and if you trust me, start rejoicing because it's only the testing of your faith. It's how you and the devil and God find out, are you really a believer? Are you just hoping the word of God will trust? Are you really believe that God loves you and he wants to prove it every day in every way? Because if you do, he knows. He knows everyone's motive and intent. He knows who really believes and who's just hoping. My closing track is a song that speaks of those battlefields in our lives, the painful and lonely years where we only have faith in Him. It's in those places that God will be faithful to see us through. Looking back to November 10th of 1983, the song that was in the number 10 spot in the charts for 11 weeks. My special guest, Mylon Lefebvre and Broken Heart. And my heart belongs to him.
And when it's all been said and done, and I breathe my last breath, my heart will belong to Him. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.